Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Today, I had the pleasure of doing a tour of Rome for a very interesting group of people. It was a Caravaggio tour. If you have been listening to this podcast very long, you know that I am a diehard Caravaggio enthusiast, obsessive, what have you. I adore him. I adore everything about him. (laughs) And this obsession has brought me not only to write a book about Caravaggio, which is not released yet, but I do Caravaggio tours of Rome as well. And I take people not only to see some of his most important works in the churches around the city, but also in the steps of Caravaggio down the streets that he would have walked, seeing the places he lived and worked and got into trouble. So I took a group of Americans on this tour today. And like I said, it was a very unusual group. And what I want to talk to you today about is not the tour, but actually the group of people. They were former students. (laughs) They are not students anymore. They all studied in Rome. They did a year abroad in Rome through Loyola University, which has a campus in Rome. Some of them were attending Loyola back in the States. Others were attending different schools that sort of went through that umbrella program of Loyola. So most of them didn't know each other when they began their study abroad program. But what makes it special, what makes this group of people special from your average group of study abroad students is that they studied abroad in Rome between 1970 and 1971. So it was their 50th anniversary of their year abroad. It was actually 51 years since uh, they had to postpone their trip by one year due to COVID. It was a very large group of people, and uh, it was just a small handful of them that came on my tour, about 10 of them. But as I chatted with them before the tour about what it was like, what Rome was like in 1970, what it was like to study abroad at that time, they just sort of started chatting about some of their experiences. And I said, wait, 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 let me get out my microphone. And uh, and in true Katie Sewell style, because of course, this is her MO, I talked to them about it, and I have captured some of that, and I'm going to share it with you right now. Mickey, what can you tell me about your time living in Rome back in 1971 as a student? Um, I would say it was a year that transformed the rest of my life. It was a magical, magical time. We left the States in 1970 when so much was changing for our generation, um, politically, in music, the uh, Kent State massacre had happened the spring before we left, the draft for the Vietnam War, protests on campuses, and we came to this most amazingly beautiful city where we all fell in love with the city, with our friends, with eventually my husband. Yeah, tell <laughs> you, you fell in love with your husband who's here with you now yes. on your year abroad in Rome. Where Did you go out on dates in Rome? Where did you go? Our first date, which we recreated this week. Oh my God. Uh, we wandered away from a group of friends uh, where we were having dinner and we ended up on the very top step of Santa Maria, I'm not gonna pronounce this right, Aracoli? 
Araceli. Uh, Araceli. Um, we spent the entire night talking to each other. We fell asleep, and a little monk awakened us at six o'clock in the morning, ringing the church bells. That was our first date. Oh my God, it's so romantic. <laughs> I love it. And how long after your year abroad did you marry? We finished our senior years in college, and the following uh, March we married. That is such a great story. Thank you. Good luck, Good luck. Make you go talk all day. Okay. Wait, what were you saying about your flight oh, no, to Rome? Our, you're not uh, going to talk about it. So, no, you're not going to talk about it. I won't mention. Uh, there are 300 students, uh, two charter flights, one from Chicago, one from uh, JFK, Alitalia. We got up in the air. Pretty much once we were up in the air, the flight attendant announced that... Um, the uh, you were free to roam around the cabin, whatever they called it, and there would be two open bars at either end of the plane. We partied. There, 150 people who you didn't know when you got on the plane. We were friends. We partied all night. Open bar. We didn't even know where our seat was when we had to land in Rome. We just sat in a seat, and that was our start. I have a feeling they don't do it like that anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Andy, you were talking to me a little bit about your art history teacher back in your year abroad in 7071. He, he was Dr. Michael Fink, and he taught, I believe the class was like art in Rome, and I was not even in the class, so the night before I heard he was going to give a lecture on the Sistine Chapel, and I said, can I join the class? Oh, I, I don't, I, okay, you can go. <laughs> And we sat there, there was almost no one there other than us, and he lectured for three hours. Three hours in the Sistine Chapel? In the Sistine Chapel, and at the very end, he said, it's too busy. <laughs> Andy, different Andy this time, they tell me that your life was changed by your, your time in Rome. I had planned to come on this program for all, since I was a junior in high school. Uh, I'm a southern boy. Uh, it was as far away from uh, Europe and the, this world as you could be. And I got on the plane in Chicago to fly over here and wondered what the heck have I just done. But it did not take long for me to realize that this was uh, the experience that would not be uh, duplicated again. It was so much the Europe and the school, but also the, the, the friends and the students that I was with. They were my lifelong friends, and that was the big domino that fell that determined the path that my life took. Really? And what, what path? Is that a specific career path? Or? My career path, I was a sports writer, but it led me to Vermont, which uh, as a southern boy is an unusual place to wind up, but uh, that's where I, I wound up, and as soon as I got there, I knew that was my place, and uh, that's never changed, and it all started here in Rome. Wow, so being in Rome opened your eyes that you could live in a different place. It, it opened the world to me. Marco. Well, your real name is Mark, yes. but you introduced yourself to me as Marco. So I'm going to call you Marco. So you are, we heard from Mickey, yep. your bride, My a little bride. bit earlier. Did Rome influence you falling in love? Did Rome influence me falling in love? I would say probably yes, but uh, I probably would have fallen in love with Mickey anywhere. But I do think I do think that Rome was, for me personally, the most broadening experience in my life. I've often said, I wish I could have one more year like the year in Rome. 
What was it about that year that was so transformative? The history of uh, intellectually, uh, it was it was uh, eye-opening for for me in so many ways, and to be around other 300 other students who seem to have similar interests. And, and, and I'm talking about art. I'm talking about literature. I'm talking about politics. And um, and that was really hugely transformative. And to meet people of you know kindred spirits that were up for adventurous times in uh, in, in Rome and in Italy and in Europe. Uh, and the travel opportunity is remarkable. The, fa- the priest who started the campus, Father Felice, set it up in such a way that we had uh, every other weekend, it was a three-day weekend, so you had lots of opportunities to travel, and we had two, three-week vacations, so it was uh, magnificent. Hi, Marilyn. Hi. Now, I know that back in 1970, it wasn't so easy to communicate with your family and from, from Rome. Well, except if you were my mother, you would have made sure that I got to Rome okay. And so she called the first day, well, the day after we had arrived, and I was pulled out of class to go get a phone because we didn't have cell phones back then. And uh, so that was pretty funny. I was made the brunt of many jokes that Uh, I was the only one. I think it would be so normal today that your mom would call you on the first day, but back then... Should be tracking you. Isn't there a track yeah, app? I think there is. Yeah, so. Did you talk to your mom often during your time? No, no, I think that was the only time. And I didn't go home for the whole year. I didn't go home, you know, once. Some people went home at Christmas time, but, but I didn't. But, you know, the reason I went to Rome was in eighth grade, I had an English teacher who said to me, you know, you love to travel, because I had done a little bit of traveling. She said, you should spend your junior year in college abroad. And I was in eighth grade, and how did I, how did I remember that? But it stuck with me. It made of yeah. And there I was, and there I went. So it was it was pretty uh, pretty amazing. We need to reach you. That's wonderful. A great year, a transformative year, really. In what way? Um, Well, I think in many ways our love of travel started back then um, because we traveled so much during the year. Um, and, you know, the more you travel, the more you understand the human condition and human beings. So I think in that way it was very transformative. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm standing here with Jack, who is, can I say it? Sure. Say, you say it. I'm a Knight of Malta. He's a Knight of Malta. And did you know Caravaggio was a Knight of Malta? No, not until you said that. And I, now I sort of doubt the organization. Hey, this is 400 years ago. Give him a break. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I want to know from you what it was like to be reunited with so many students, maybe a lot of them you hadn't seen since Rome in 1970. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of us. It was a large class. It was like over 300. So there's people you knew very well, and then there's only people you knew by sight. Um, And there's a lot of people here that I never really got acquainted with. So it's really... And there's certain people that that are here that... I knew well, but that we're knowing more about, especially ever since, you know, the 50 years in between. So it, it's, it's been a wonderful experience, you know, it's, and it's unbelievable since, since we had a memorial service for our deceased classmates on Monday um, to realize how many have gone um, and then to realize that we're lucky enough to be back. enjoyed this close-up look at what it was like to be a study abroad student in Rome in 1970 and 1971. What really struck me about what almost 
all of them said was that studying in Rome for that year, 50 years ago, was a transformative experience. You hear young people say that. You hear people who are maybe in their early 20s talking about their year that they studied abroad and how much it changed their life. But it's something else to hear someone in their 70s talk about how living in Rome for one year and studying there changed the entire trajectory of their lives. So if you're a young person yourself and you're thinking about studying abroad, I don't think I can convince you any more than they can. So I'll just leave it there. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again. <laughs>